Welcome to the Weekly Rebound Podcast. Back again to break down another week of Legacy League's action. I'm your host, Connor Sauer. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Greg Horn. Greg, another epic week of action featuring some major upsets, some almost major upsets, and some not even close to upsets. But uh, overall, it was a great week. Uh, How would you sum up the third week of action here in the Summer 19 CT season, Greg? This is uh, exactly how I'd sum it up. Uh, we got uh, we got the good old fashioned beef going on. Shocker City, our defending two time champs, mm. seems to be some turmoil going on. Mm. Uh, Sharp shooter, one of the better shooters in the league, I think. Me and you would agree, Jason mm-hmm. Hernandez. Easy. Um, obviously, airing out his frustrations. You know, we got a little. We got some breaking news, and um, you know, you don't. You usually don't see a team Twitter account take a shot at their own player. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, you told me to describe how this week went. I think the best way to describe how the week went is that Shocker City, we might be seeing the end of the great dynasty that is Shocker City. Wow. So a little bit of a drama alert feature to the episode this week. Yeah. So uh, definitely a bunch of stuff going on around the league. That's definitely some foreshadowing for some stuff that we're going to get into during the recap and preview section of the show. Um, All that being said, yeah, we got a great episode on hand for you guys, as always. Um, we're gonna get into you know obviously all the pickums and do our surprise on the rise power rankings recap all that good stuff. So um, let's get right into it, Greg. Let's start it off as we always do with a surprise on the rise. Um, and uh, you know I think that this has been a good segment because we've been giving some recognition to some of these players on these new teams who haven't been obviously new or haven't been in the league for all that long. They're very new to the league and therefore you know getting their name out there and ex- giving them some exposure. Um, you know it's been good for the first few weeks, but. I'm going to lead it off this week, Greg, because I want to just, you know, preface with that because um, I'm picking somebody who's not from a new team and maybe a name that's a little bit more recognizable. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Lee, Greg, from from Nick Strong. Uh, obviously, if you're familiar with the league, if you've been involved with the league in past seasons, Chris Leak is not a surprise on the rise to you. Um, but seeing Chris Leak show up yesterday, to me, was I didn't expect Chris Leak to be playing this season. He was a former player for the team called the Rim Breakers who was a very promising team, made some deep uh, playoff pushes in their past, but never really got over the hump to be that elite championship-winning team that we all thought and expected that they could be. But Chris League making an appearance now for Nick Strong this past week. And his first game of the season, played a great game, uh, contributed 16 points. He was 7-for-9 shooting, uh, hit 2-for-3 from beyond the arc. So he looked like you know he hasn't missed a step. He's obviously familiar with the hoop, and he didn't take long to adjust right back at it producing points, getting buckets for his team. He's an elite defender. He's an, an actually, Greg, you look at him, he has like the skill set of a guard, but then when you actually look at him, he's a monstrous kid. He's very, very big. He's very strong, uh, very lanky, um, but he's not just long and skinny like a Kevin Durant type of lanky. Like he is very well built. Um, he is it, it's a very strong, very solid kid. And, you know, overall players like that in this league will take you really far. And I think his addition to Nick Strong, we saw pay dividends right away. Um, I think that he's going to provide them a little bit of a boost, Greg. So before you get into your surprise on the rise, thoughts on Chris Leak making an appearance for Nick Strong this this week? Uh, you know, me and you are big Chris Leak guys. Uh, ever since he was on the Rim Breakers, I think that he is a phenomenal basketball talent. I think he's one of the most athletic players in the league, and I think he he's so versatile. You saw him come in the game, he hit three threes in a row. Yep. He really made an impact immediately for this Nick Strong team, and he changed the entire fortune for this team. Mm-hmm. And the sky's the limit. I completely agree, but. <clears throat> I'm going to go a little unorthodox here. Let me hear You know, the past few seasons we've had a clear-cut, really, 10 through 4, I'd say, and there's been really a top 3, top 2. Mm-hmm. My surprise on the rise is this season so far Ooh. as a whole. I think, that, I think that the few seasons, I think a few seasons in the past, for instance, when we had Flint go 9-0 and and Shocker City go 8-1, and I mean – a season where maybe a season where no limit blue devils and the chasers all went nine and oh eight and one eight one and the next team six and three i think this season we're not going to see an undefeated team and that's that hasn't happened in a long time i think this season we might see every team lose two games possibly i think that this season it's so interesting when you look at the what the type of teams we have in this league i think we can say the rim break i mean the bricklayers we love them but they're at the bottom and then once you get past, you know, the Silly Senders maybe and Scott's Tots, from Toon Squad down to Flint, regardless of whatever order you want, I mean, I'm putting Flint first because, I mean, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put any other team first. But 
regardless of who you have in whatever order. Though all those teams you could see beating, I could see Toon Squad beating Shocker City. I could see Flynn beating Nick Strong. I could see Nick Strong beating run teams. Like, and I think this season, it has just been so surprising how deep the league is and how interesting it is going to be coming down the stretch. Where I think in past seasons, later in the year, some of the games didn't matter for the best teams. Mm-hmm. I think now seeding matters more. I think now some teams are going to want to win games so they don't have to play certain teams in the playoffs. And I honestly can't wait for that. So you made some great points, Greg, how the league is much more competitive, it feels like, you know, in the, in the top tiers and in that middle echelon. Those middle-of-the-road teams aren't just middle-of-the-road teams. They're actual teams that could make some upsets and really shake things up come playoff time. Um, and we saw some of that in its, in its very own action taking place last night when Run TMC was going up against Nick Strong, Greg. And we just talked about it with Chris Leak a little bit. Obviously, his addition to Nick Strong made them a much more competitive team in this game. And they had their chances to win this game over and over and over again. Um, Nick Strong, guys, falls 70 to 69 by one point to run TMC. Run TMC gets out of this one by the skin of their teeth, surviving a dreadful performance, a forgettable performance from their absolute superstar, Reggie Stewart, who was six for 25. He did have 14 points and 13 rebounds. So for me, that'd be the best game of my life. But for Reggie Stewart, uh, that's an absolutely terrible game for his standards. Um, but Run TMC survived. Dom Langston, 16 points, seven boards, four assists, four blocks. I'd say he was the lead guy um, for Run TMC, who did finish with five guys in double figures. Um, so some of that scoring was definitely spread out with Reggie not, you know, chip, chipping in his average 25 plus. Um, Mike Vesicchio for Nick Strong, another good game, 21 points and eight boards. Ryan Florentine, as always, just, you know, just a stud performance, 18, five and two. Um, the Sikio brothers in this game, we had their uh, their player prop combined shot attempts for 40 and a half. They hit the 38 under, barely under that 40 and a half. Uh, we both wow. lost that one, Greg. But uh, we were right there. We were very close. Uh, Greg's going to flip it over to the to the uh, box score right now. And, uh, Greg, why don't you just give us your breakdown on what you saw statistically from these two teams? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, this game, again, I cannot emphasize enough once Chris Lee came in this game how much um, Nick Strong's team changed. Chris Lee came in, hit two threes in a row, then came down, hit a layup, then came down to hit a three, and their entire team dynamic changed. You had to put Dom Langston on him. That, then Chris Lee had Dom Langston on him. And it was – I mean, Dom Langston had Chris Lee on him, excuse me. And I think that it's just so interesting now what this Nick Strong team has because they were already a team that didn't lack size at all. They had great shooting. If anything, what this team needed was a player exactly like Chris Lee. Exactly. And that is what they brought in. And it's just so interesting what they did. As far as Run TMC, Run TMC did their job. They survived a rough performance. This is what great teams do. When your superstar is struggling, you pick him up. And that's exactly what Run TMC did. I expect him to continue to win. And I expect him to have a big game against Shocker City. Yeah. You know, you said it, you hit it right on the head, you know, just it was a really good game for both teams because obviously for run TFC, you're not going to be happy winning by one point against a team that you feel like you're much better than. But when you consider the circumstances of your star not performing at his typical level uh, and still finding ways to get that win. Um, and then if you're Nick Strong, just being able to, to show like, hey, this addition we just made actually just made us a way better basketball team. That's going to give them confidence boost. It's going to boost their morale. It's just going to make them a more competitive team going forward because they really got a lot of what, what they needed in Chris League. It really filled a lot of their holes. Um, and really, like I said, like you said, like I'm saying, like it just really just makes them an overall better basketball team um, on a week-in, week-out basis. So we're definitely interested to see how Nick Strong does going forward. One of those teams who, yeah, they were getting plus 10.5 points, and they smashed that spread. They always cover. If you're a betting man and Nick Strong's getting points, take the points every single time. Um, they will not let you down. Take that to the house. So. Um, Nick Strong just continues to find ways to stay competitive in basketball games, even when we think when they're double-digit, you know, underdogs, that they'll show us, no, we're not. We're we're never double-digit underdogs. So we love Nick Strong for that, the J.J. Watts, and uh, we hope those guys can just continue getting some wins. You know, obviously their season doesn't look great in the standings right now, but they are playing some really good basketball, and they have a lot to be proud of, and there's a lot to be proud of going forward because they're going to get some easier matchups where they'll get some more wins, and and you'll start to really see that stuff come to fruition. So, Greg, let's get into it, baby. We had another really good game um, taking place right across the court over there with uh, Sportsbook Shocker City. And, uh, man, dude, the, the champs, they come tumbling down. You showed it in the beginning with the Jason Hernandez tweet. 
Um, Greg's going to flip it over to the box score. Um, but yeah, this was just, uh, it was a tough game for Shocker City, who was minus seven and a half point favorites coming into this one. And Sportsbook takes the win 64 to 57. The first underdog that we had to win outright on the show this year, Greg, um, or this season, I should say. Um, yeah, so we had sports. That was the first time a, a team that we were giving points to actually won the game outright. So definitely want to um, give a shout out to Jeff Norco and Dan Kokoros. Jeff Norco, 20 points, eight rebounds and an assist. And for Dan Kay, 14 points, six rebounds, doing his thing all over the court, both ends. Um, there was only, Greg, go to, go to Shocker City. I want to point out that there was only two players on Shocker City who reached double figures in this one. Carmen, Carmine Tantarelli. 22.7 boards, three assists, and a steal. He led his team in every single one of those offensive categories. Um, obviously, there's a couple of ties with some of his teammates and some of them, but overall, he paced away. Um, a, a shaky performance from Devon Pratt. And, uh, you know, just if you go look at the team, you know, no one really stepped up to, to fill any of those lost spots that you're not seeing from, uh, you know, obviously Mike Davis, who's not on the team right now, and Terrell Vargas, who wasn't there. So um, just an overall lackluster performance in this one, Greg. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, it makes you wonder if, uh, look, uh, Shocker City has the, probably the most talented roster on paper in the league when, when they're all there. Um, but is Devon Pratt the same without Mike Davis? Or Carmine Santos really showed up. I mean, I don't think there's any arguing that. Um, Dave, David Armstrong's stats aren't there. I'm sure David Armstrong had a good game. It seemed like he had a good game. I did HD. I don't know where his stats are, but it definitely David Armstrong. It seemed like had a good game. So was David Armstrong literally not on the stat sheet at all. No, he's not there. But David Armstrong had a good game. I I, I saw it. I think I, I thought he had. I really did thought he had a good game. But um, it's it's really hard to say with Shocker City. You know, it's yes they were missing Terrell Vargas and Pooch, but Greg. sports. It, I'm sorry well, to interrupt you. Flip, flip it to the screen again. I, I, I flip it to the the stat sheet because I was actually doing scoreboard and I was calling out number sixty the entire time for Dave Armstrong, and I don't even see a number sixty for Shocker City as you're flipping it right there. So if he was wearing the wrong jersey, it would make sense, right? If somebody else on the team was number sixty and then their stats were up there and not mm -hmm. Dave's, I don't even see number sixty up there. So there's definitely something there. We'll have to ask Joey about that. So if you're if you're wondering about that, I'm sure there'll be a little update later in the week. You can check out the Legacy League's Twitter. But Greg, it's hard to interrupt. You just want to clarify. Oh that. yeah, they had forty-seven. Look, forty-seven total points, fifty-seven. Yeah, so something. So something. he he had double digits. Okay, right, right, right. So if you do the math. Um, yeah, you can figure you can figure it out what he had there. Or if uh, I think he had seven points. If they have forty-seven, they they finish with fifty-four. I'm not good at math. I was by no means a math major, but I think that's seven points. Um, no, they, they finished with uh, fifty-seven. Yeah, uh, they finished with fifty-seven. Yeah, so they. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So he did. Yep, you're right. See, I stink them out. I mean, regardless, look, Shocker City, they're going to be back. I expect Shocker City to bring a full roster and ball. That's what they do. Shocker City yeah. will finish a top four seed, no doubt. That's what Shocker City does. What I'm saying, though, is there, there is a reason to panic. There is a – look, they're not the same without Mike Davis. They need to face it, and they need to adjust and make the adjustments because they can be just as good, if not better. It's not like any of them are – they're all extremely talented at basketball. If we rank the top 25 players in the league, they would all be in that top 25. Every mm -hmm. single one of them can ball. Once mm -hmm. Rel comes, once Pooch is back, this Shocker City team will yep. be fine. But yep. they just need to adjust, take this loss with stride, take it with stride, and just learn from it, grow from it. It's just one loss. Every champion loses. And it's just like I said this year, I think every team's going to lose one or two games. So if Shocker City can just learn from the loss and move on, They'll be there in the end once again, just like classic Shocker City. The thing that worries me with this team, Greg, is that these players are all so qualified to be out there on the court during the game's biggest moments. You know, it's it's tough to put guys like Carmine on the bench or Jason Hernandez on the bench or Pratt. You know, yeah. like yeah. Um, those guys all deserve to be out there. And even with no Terrell and no Pooch, it seemed like there was still some butting heads as to who should be out there during certain moments of the game. So yes, it would have completely benefited them from a talent standpoint of having those guys there. But then again, that's just a couple more mouths to feed. And uh, I remember Drew on the post game show made a great expression. He said, right now it just looks like there's too many cooks in the kitchen with Shocker City. 
And uh, I, that really, you know, rang some rang true to me because I, I see that happening in in the games. Um, there's just you know a lot of personalities, a lot of egos to try to balance out because all these guys they're not just they don't feel like they're they're good basketball players. They are good basketball players. They don't feel like they deserve to be out there. They do deserve to be out there. And when it's a four four on four league, you know, what I mean, and a lot of these guys are accustomed to playing with four of their other guys out there. And when they're sitting on the bench watching those four other guys. Maybe they want to be out there and it starts to make them feel some type of way. So it's tough to definitely balance it out, especially in the legacy leagues. You have a ton of talent on your roster and you're trying to get wins. And, you know, maybe your team's not performing at the highest level that you want them to. And you still got to, you know, make some sacrifices and somebody has to come off or somebody has to go on. And that's tough right now. So we'll see what happens with Shocker City. Definitely, you know, they want those guys back, but they're going to have to try to find a balance. And maybe maybe come up with two sets of uh, four guys that you know you're rotating in and out. You know we've definitely seen that utilized by teams in the past, and it works well. Uh, maybe come up with some units or something. So we'll see how that goes, Greg. But definitely, uh, definitely want to keep an eye on Shocker City. Heard that they're making some possible roster additions. Um, any word on that, Greg? Uh, I uh, I cannot say right now. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> the Legacy Insider. I believe my source would kill me, but let's just let's just say this. I believe that Shocker City will be um, maybe adding a player. I, If I was them, I would think about adding someone who's not trying to be the guy and just someone who maybe wants to be a shooter or a big guy. Someone like Honestly, actually, I think they have too many big guys right now. I, I would like to see them add like a shooter type or a, a, a scoring guard. I would love to see that. Well, they have Jason Hernandez on their bench who fits that role pretty well, and he's not really being utilized in that sense, Greg. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think, I mean, Jason did get 12 shots with six threes. Oh. So you're saying he just has to hit more? I mean, yeah, him and Devon Pratt. Look, I, 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 I've seen Jason take the same amount of shots and drop 25. Mm-hmm. So I just think that, I think it was just an off game. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, for Shocker City, if they're going to, have Pooch and Devin Lizetti and David Armstrong, and they're going to lose potentially someone like Carmine. They're going. They're who. The only three point shooting they're really going to have is from Pratt, Jason, and I guess Rel occasionally. You said potentially lose Carmine. I have to get into that. What's that? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating if they lose someone. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good little cover up there, Greg. Legacy Insider trying to cover up his sources. I'm just, I'm just saying. Hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, if you guys remember when I started off the show, I said that there were some almost upsets, which was that obviously run TMC versus Six Strong game. There were some big upsets, which was this very own uh, Sportsbook versus Shocker City game. And I said there were some games that weren't even close to upsets, and that was this Redeem Team versus the Bricklayers. Um, shout out to Redeem Team. They broke a record. Team record for most steals in a game was smashed. 37 steals. As we'll flip it over to Greg, who has the screen flip over there. 37 steals by Redeem Team. Broke the record for most team most steals in a game by a, by a single team. Um, and they were just full court pressing the bricklayers, who let's just say aren't very skilled in terms of their ball handling and passing ability. So you give them a full court press with some very talented defenders. Um, and yeah, you're gonna see stats like this, Greg. Eric Singleton, 10 steals, 12 points. Dante beat eight steals, 12 points. Uh, Melquan Horton, 19 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, seven steals. And, yeah, they were just absolutely thrashing these guys the entire game. There was no chance for the Bricklayers to ever have a you know, realistic ability to – a realistic chance to, you know, get some points because the entire time it was either a turnover or maybe an easy dunk in transition just because Redeem Team had a pass throw. But – they were full court pressing, absolutely mobbing these guys. Uh, Jason Bender uh, for the Bricklayers, 20 points, 15 rebounds, and uh, he might have set a record himself. He had 14 turnovers in this one, and I don't really blame him for those 14 turnovers just because he was the one who's his teammates rely on him the most, so he's trying to take the ball across the court basically 90% of the time, and he was just getting absolutely mobbed by Melquan, Dante, Eric, Eddie, everybody, uh, even uh, – 
Um, some of the guys who you might not even see out there all the time getting steals were getting steals. So like, literally the, the bench players, the starters, everybody was contributing in the defensive department. And you like to see that in the game, like Redeem team who uh, had a tough loss earlier this season and they're coming out and they're squashing it and putting down a team right away and, and maybe just giving themselves some, some confidence going forward and showing them, hey, guys, we're fine. We're going to be good. Um, and Melquan Horton seemed to be the leader in that one, Greg. No, yeah, I mean, that's what Melquan does. He's a leader for this team. Um, this team is b rolling with leaders like Eric Singleton and him and Dante. Yeah. And the team's coming, baby. They have a good mixture of guys that know their roles. They have stars. And, I mean, when they're playing at their best, they're really hard to beat. They're so good defensively. Their backcourt's probably the best defensive backcourt in the league. Yep. And just – the way they can attack the basket but then kick out to shoot threes with Eddie Whitman when he gets hot. Dante's starting to hit threes. Eric Singleton we know can hit threes in big games. He's one of the more – I think Eric Singleton's maybe the one of the clutchest players that we don't talk about. He's hit a lot of big shots, especially mm -hmm. if we run TMC. And I just think that with what this Redeem team brings, all looking at everything put together, they're going to be there right at the end. And I really love what Redeem team's doing. Greg. Mm -hmm. um, Crack the Henny out, my guy. Get it ready. He's drinking some water over there. He, he, you got to get, get the Henny out. Henny. You get the water I mean, after look, the Henny. Look, That's look, your, look, your look, 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 look. We don't – at Flint Nation, we don't celebrate wins like that. We just, we just keep going. <laughs> okay, so Flint Nation. The Flint Tropics took on Toon Squad, who was an 11-and-a-half-point underdog. And uh, the Flint Tropics – these guys are betting, guys. I know they are because they're always, they're always responding to our tweets with, with the spreads. And they're covering their spreads. There's 11 and a half point spread, and they cover they, with, the, with a 12 point win. You're telling me that these guys aren't paying attention to the spreads. They know what they're doing, these guys. Mike Bizzuto, 15 points. Mike Druin, 13 points. Matt Sear, 11 points. TJ Gianni, 10 points. Ryan Caggiano, 9 points. Nick Jeffs, 8 points. Greg's got the box score. Why don't I just flip it over to him? But yo, listen, Mike Bizzuto, 15 points. You're thinking, oh, that's not a lot for Mike. Everybody else stepped up and had a good game. Ryan Cash, you know, one of his better games in, in a few few games since I've seen him out here. You know, he was hitting a three. He had a nice little nine points contributing. TJ always getting those double digits. Matt, just a solid performer all around. Always four points, two steals. Or I'm sorry, ten points. He had uh, I think four rebounds, and two steals. So uh, yeah, just you know, we see your boys of Flint all performing, everyone stepping up, making plays. Greg, how does that make you feel as a big supporter of that team? Look at me, where's my eye? Look at me, look at me right now. Look at me right now. Put some respect on Mike Druin's name. <laughs> He's one of the best scorers in the he consistently, consistently. Yep. Consistently scores in double digits. Yep. Look, I'm not saying he's a star player. You know, fuck, he's a star. So, right, I'm not, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's Mike Druin is such a versatile player. He he can dunk on a lot of people. He's so great at driving to the hole. He has a nice jump shot. His handle is really underrated. Watch him play it. I'm telling you, this kid is impressive. Yep. He is a special basketball player. He's so important for this Flint team. When they added him, I know they lost him for a point. I think he was at school, and mm -hmm. then they brought him back. He is such a big addition for this team. He knows his role. He's yep. a great rebounder. He's a great defender. Mike Druent, put some respect on his name. Dude, and I love Mike, and I love all you guys because they're all, like we just talked about with Shocker sometimes, their egos get in their way. These guys are more than happy to, to mm -hmm. come off at any time for any of their boys who feels like they deserve to go in. Oh, you want to come in? Yeah, come in. You know what I mean? I see it all the time with these guys. And Mike, is he personifies that to a T. You know, he goes out there every single week and he puts up his numbers. And at any given moment, if TJ needs to come in to hit a couple threes, maybe they're down, like, TJ, you know, Mike will take himself off and put TJ on. Or um, if, you know, they need an extra defender out there. They're defending, Tyler Japs. Yeah, they're defending Six a lead. Fouls. Six Six, dude. Tyler Japs. Shout out to Tyler Japs with six fouls. That I don't even think he, he scored, but he had six fouls. So at least he's out there being physical, you know, making, you know, he, he's, a, he's, the, he's the scrapper. He's the goon of that team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's just going to go out there. He's going to throw some bodies around. He's going to talk some shit. He's going to send a block into the stands, and then he's going to leave with a smile on his face and a big W in his back pocket. So, Oh, know. no, no, no. He'll be... He'll be he'll be coming to my restaurant. We'll be eating those. He'll be eating those. So he'll be eating those. I'll be over at a uh, Target eating Pizza Hut, right, Greg? Nah, Pizza Hut's too good. You'll be at a uh, you'll be at a uh, you'll be at the. Uh, I'll be in the frozen department. <laughs> oh my god, no! 
You get a soup kitchen. I don't even get pizza. That's how, that's how cold it is. Yeah, um, crusty bread with uh, you can eat with uh, Joey and uh, who else? Sam. No, that's that's fucked up. I love Sam. Um, but yeah, uh, we actually forgot to say some of the uh, the player props. By the way, Greg. So let's get let's go back really quick and do those. Eddie Whitman three and a, uh, three and a half three pointers made. He was under that with only one. And uh, Chris Rosinski, uh three and a half points scored was the over under. He scored three. Uh, so he he missed that by half, and uh, I won the Chris one. I had the under. Greg lost. We both lost yeah. on the Eddie one. Um, we both lost on the Vesicchio one. And then for the Flint Tropics, we had Matt Sear one and a half blocks. We both hammered the over on that one. And Matt decided it wasn't going to be a block day. It was going to be a steal day. Racked up a couple of steals. No blocks for Maddie, and we both lost that one as well. Um, but Greg, we can't get too far away from Toon Squad here. Jaden Battle, 30 points, dude. This kid is balling. This kid is this kid might be rookie of the year candidate. And Chad McCoy, 15 points, but literally not one player, and there was five other players on Toon Squad. Not one player besides those two, Chad and Jaden, had more than two shot attempts. I think it was only one kid had two shot attempts, one out of the five, and the rest of the four kids only took one shot. So if these guys are gonna win games. I, no one has to step up in terms of improving their performance. Somebody just has to go out there and want to perform and take some shots and try to contribute to the effort. Look, if I had it ready, I would pull it up right now. I said last week, did I not say Justin Riddell needs to do be more aggressive and take more shots? Yeah. What he comes out and doesn't take a shot. You didn't take he, a single shot? I hate me. I think he might hate me. He might see this podcast, watch him, and be like, "Yo, I'm not gonna score. Fuck this kid." Like, I like I, Justin. I, he has great handles. He he clearly is a smart player because, like, he probably doesn't want to take bad shots. I get it. I 100. percent He's obviously a smart basketball player. Like, what? He had we had one turnover, it, it, two like he two assists. I mean, not like he's but like he's obviously a smart player. I see him. He's big. He has handles. He doesn't look like he's bad. In this league, you just gotta just if you think you have a mismatch, take them to the hole. You gotta be aggressive. That the reason Jaden Battle's balling, look at Jaden Battle. All right, 43%, 30% from the field, but he's 77% from the line. That's good. It's because he's being Hard aggressive, making the refs call the plays. They're gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, especially in this league, if you're driving in the hole. And it's they need him to step up. I, the other players in this team, I think, are playing to a rep about their role. They need him. I know he can be better. If not, if not with the points, he doesn't need a score. Maybe give me like eight assists or like seven rebounds. Maybe they're missing his stats. And again, if they are, I apologize. They could be. But I just think he's too he he he's too athletic and too skilled with the ball in this league to just be not on the stat sheet like that. Because I think that the, I love Flint and Flint Nation. We did our thing, but they could have been in this game more if someone else gave Toon Squad a little more. So I, I'm looking forward to see how Toon Squad responds going forward because they're a supremely talented team. Yeah, they are. They have a lot of talent on that team. The guys just have to step up and uh, you know be more aggressive out there on the basketball court and be more demanding of the ball. And 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 especially when your your team's not winning, you know what I mean. Like you got to go out there. Someone's got to do something to help help their boys out. Jaden and Chad can't do the entire thing by themselves. So. Um, hopefully those guys, you know, like I said, just get a little bit more aggressive out there and try to, you know, go a little bit more um, harder for those wins because it's tough to to walk out of the gym with a loss and, you know, basically half your team didn't even shoot the ball. Um, it was basically just a two-man show on offense. So that's always going to be difficult. Like you said, if the stats are wrong, um, I mean, I don't want to say that they're entirely wrong. There may be a couple missed shots here or there, but um, overall, the stats can't be that far off, so it, it still rings true to what we're saying, Greg. These guys got to be more aggressive out there. But um, the last game, the nightcap, Scott's tots for Silly Senders, um, and uh, Silly Senders was going to be plus two and a half point underdogs in this one, um, and uh, they were not going to cover 64 to 57. Scott's tots takes down the Silly Senders. Um, it was a good game for the Rafones, Greg. Jacob and Noah, they think they're twins, if I'm not mistaken. They look exactly alike. They both had 15. They looked, they looked alike in real life. They looked alike on the stat sheet. Colin Tracy, my surprise on the rise from last week with 13 and 8, just giving them great big man numbers week in, week out. And uh, we had the, the steals for the Rafone brothers set at 5. 
um, and only one of them came out and got a couple steals. So um, that was only at two. Um, I hit the under. Greg called the push on that when he thought they were going to make five exactly. He's going to take the L on that. Um, it was a bold, it was a bold move there, Kyle, but you came up short. Hey, and, uh, that's what we do, baby. We go bold. Let me get those chips. That's what we do. <laughs> I'm getting my ring fitted already. He's getting the ring fitted. Um, but Greg, what you see out here from Scott's Pass <clears> for <throat> Silly Senders in the primetime night matchup? Uh, you know, was this a disappointing game for the Silly Senders? I heard that they almost came back with <clears> a huge <throat> deficit and made this a tight ball game at the end. No, I think this was as I spilled water on my leg. I think this was. <laughs> I think this was a great lesson for both teams. I think this is what I expected. I think Scott's Tots has a deep team. I think they're very talented. I th think they know their roles. I think they're similar to Nick Strong when they didn't have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Chris Lee. And I think that Scott's Tots is coming. They're efficient three-point shooting team. They can hit free throws. They're smart with the ball. They all can score. They're, they don't really have a weak link. And I like that Scott's Tots team. Silly Senders, I think they're just finding their footing. They're slowly starting to figure it out. And I think what happened was they were getting killed in the first half. The second half, it started to click. They started to figure out this league a little more. They started to kind of figure out, all right, this is what we got to do. I expect a bounce back game for a few of their players that didn't play well. And I think both of these teams are trending upwards going forward. I like it, Greg. I like it. So um, that's going to wrap it up for the recap. Next week, guys, Greg is going to have the updated standings as to how me and him are doing. Yep. In the pickums, he's been a little bit lazy uh, lately. He hasn't been giving us on the weekly updates. He's been playing more MLB the show during our podcast prep than actually podcast prepping. So, um, you know, that's that's another story for another day. Greg, how, how's your team doing on MLB the show, my guy? You got the Dyna Diamond Dynasty on full full fleek over there. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get uh trying to get my Diamond Salvador <laughs> Perez going. You know. You know, I'm more focused on Flint Nation and what we're doing. Bazudo's doing his thing. You know, I'll probably send him on a cruise in a few weeks to cool off. And, you know, maybe on the side. <laughs> but uh, we'll be good. We'll be good. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Greg. Uh, speaking of the Flint Tropics, they're going to be tuned into this one. We got the power rankings coming up, and they're definitely going to want to be tuned into this one, Greg. Let's start at the bottom like we always do. We're not going to spoil the good parts. We'll wait for the end. Um, but uh, – Let's start at the bottom here. Number 10, we got the bricklayers. It's not really a big surprise. They're just kind of getting smashed every single week. And um, yeah, they're they're in the dungeon right now and they're gonna stay there until the time being. Maybe they get a win against Silly Senders later on in the year. I feel like that's their best chance, but I feel like Silly Senders has also got that matchup circled as a chance for them to get some wins as well. So I feel like everyone's gonna look at the bricklayers game as an opportunity to just get on the scoreboard, get some nice stats for themselves. And I feel like that's what's going on right now. So for the time being, Bricklayers at 10, Greg. Who's at 9? The Silly Senders, baby. They're sending it low, and uh, they need to pick it up. And I just like I said, they're trending upwards. I'm now going to be harsh to them after I was just nice to them. Pick it the fuck up, guys. Y'all are way too talented. You <laughs> like me out there when I was averaging four points a game. I swear to God, you guys are too good. Next week, who, who do they got next week? Whoever they got next week. Silly, you guys got this. I believe Silly you. First tune squad. All right, Silly, win that game, I'll buy you our beers. I like it. So Greg's Greg's been all Greg's been doing it all on the pod. He's got silly next week, picking them. Whole whole round of beers on the line. Is that what I'm hearing right now, Greg? He's thinking about it. Now he's uh, like, What did I just do to myself? Oh no. Uh yeah. Look, guys, you got my support. That's what you got. Yeah, and that's about it because uh, you ain't getting no beers from this guy. This guy's going to be a cheap seat on you, let me tell you right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys win. Greg's going to be running out the emergency exit in the back. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got to go. Um, at eight, Greg, we've got Scott's Tots. Uh, yes, they had a nice win this week um, over the Silly Senders. But uh, it's tough to move them up over seven yet over Toon Squad, who I just think is a little bit more physically of a you know team that – you know, like I think actually Toon Squad actually beat Scott's Tots, didn't they, Greg? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So for the, for those reasons, Toon at seven. I'm gonna save you that one, Greg. Scott Tots at eight. Greg, who's at number six? Who made who made a little move up six? Our boys, Nick Strong, baby. That's how we do it. Nick Strong. Shout out our guys. They're doing their thing. They're zero and three, but they're six because of just the quality of losses. I mean, they could be easily two and one, three and zero right now. 
this Nick Strong team is firing on all cylinders. The addition they added in Chris League is amazing. They're they're really just starting. This team is really starting to come into its own in its third year in this league. I think the experience is helping them so much. They know how to play on these low rims. And Nick Strong's coming, baby. They're rising up these rankings. Craig, at number five, we got Shocker City. And this is a <sighs> massive, massive, massive oh, drop. Five. I don't think anybody saw this coming. And uh, we'll get into the reasons as we go up through the four, three, and two, and one, Greg. Not only are we going to obviously say who they are, why they're there, but why are they above Shocker City is what I want to say for each and one of those teams, Greg. Because uh, Shocker's going to want to know why they're down here at number five after going from number one to five after only one loss, literally from the top team to the middle of the pack immediately. Um, that's going to be tough for them to swallow, but. Uh, we're going to have a reason for each team, Greg. Why is Redeem team at number four? Uh, Redeem is at number four because their loss is a more quality loss than Shocker City. Uh, they lost to Flint uh, in overtime by four, and Shocker City obviously lost the team behind them. That's Nick Strong, who we actually lower, and who is 0-3. Oh, excuse me, Nick Strong. Um, Shocker City lost a sports look, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, sports look. And, but it, behind them. it wasn't – who was behind them, but it wasn't – as quality of a loss so right. for those reasons i we're just gonna have to go redeem i mean again these power rankings are fluid the, the, these these don't really don't mean the record they really don't mean again anything but it right now with the loss by shocker city with everything being put together and three teams being 3-0 and two teams being two and one and the two teams being two and one are redeem and shocker looking at those two we decided that in the end, based off this three games played, that Redeem had a stronger resume. Yeah, if you think about it, we've always had Flint above uh, Sportslook. So in our minds, the Flint Tropics um, obviously was just – that was more of an authoritative win. Uh, Redeem team or, – or I'm sorry, more of an authoritative loss, I'm sorry, for Redeem team who lost to the Flint Tropics. Um, yeah, we think they lost to a tougher team than Shocker City lost. It was just that simple. Um, yeah, it was also an overtime loss, you know, so not even in regulation. So with those things being said, that's why Redeem teams at four sports look, um, they're going to take the huge jump up to the number three spot um, in this week's uh, power rankings. And I think it's pretty obvious. They obviously just beat Shocker City. Um, and their win over Shocker City is more impressive than the wins of Redeem team. Is that is that right, Greg? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Right. That might be the most impressive win of the entire season, some might say. So sports look at three. I think they deserve to be there in that three spot, Greg. And now the top two spots, it's either Run TMC or Flint Tropics, Greg. We just had this whole conversation last week. Going back to last season, it always came down to TMC and Flint, or who was fighting for those spots uh, there at the top. And now here we are again, Greg. So with the last two teams left, Flint and Run TMC, did we make the move? Is Flint at one? Is Run TMC at two? Is, T is TMC at one? Did they go, go up to one after the Shocker loss and go up one spot? What's going on here with these top two spots, Greg? Who is number two? Number two is Run, 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 Run TMC. Oh, my God. And uh, Run TMC is doing their thing. Run TMC with Reggie Stewart. Crazy to hear it. Captain America and the boys. They are absolutely balling and Look, but there's really no one and two. The margins like that you can't even see the margin. There's so really close. no. It's one A one B, and right now, Run TMC and Flint are just one A one B class of this league. And until another team proves otherwise, Sports looks right in the rear view. Redeem team is right in the rear view as well. But right now, as of right now, just based off right now, Run TMC is two. Yep, and uh, the Flint Tropics are one for a couple of reasons. They, they have a longer established pedigree of showing that they are a two trop, a true trop. <laughs> hey, I guess that actually fits perfect. A true trop contender. Uh, but no, they're a true top contender, obviously, in the league. Um, they've, they've shown it in the past. They've been the one seed before. And I feel like that, you know, having a past resume, we, we talked about last week, how that does impact, um, you know, what, what we do with these rankings on a week-to-week -week basis. And Run TMC in the past has had problems putting their foot down on teams that they should be smashing. And uh, you saw it this week. They almost lost to Nick Strong, who they should have smashed. And honestly, they've been playing great the first two weeks. And that's why we had them up there at the top ahead of Flint. 
But then this week, they kind of took their foot off the pedal a little bit. Their best player didn't really perform as high as we want him to see. And we saw that happen with Flint, too. You know, Pizzuto had 15. It wasn't like Pizzuto went out there and had a crazy game that we've never seen before. Pizzuto kind of just a lackluster regular game, regular day at the office for him. 15 is a regular day at the office for Pizzuto. That's respect to Pizzuto because, like I said, for me, that'd be a great game. Um, but for guys like Reggie and Mike, those aren't great games. But you saw the Flint Tropics entire team step up in a fashion even more so than I think TMC, even though TMC definitely got a bunch of good support efforts from their guys. I just liked it a little bit more from the Flint Tropics. It was more of a dominating win. Um, obviously, TMC and the Flint Tropics have both played um, Toon Squad, and they both played Nick Strong, and they've kind of split on how they've dominated each of them. But um, like we said, it just kind of goes back to the last season. Flint Tropics have always shown that they are a true number one seed team, and I think that they rightfully deserve to be there. And it feels like TMC's always been like a number two or three seed, and they're just going to stay there in that two or three area, Greg. So any last words on the top power rankings, how any teams fell, Shocker City, anything crazy that happened this week before we get into next week's preview? Um, uh, you know, look, I think that right now if I was a – Vegas man, I would go to Vegas and cash a ticket in for number five Shocker City. Well, their odds are high as hell, low as like this. Yeah, this is when I'd bet on Shocker City when they're down because yeah. that team's way too talented at number five. But regardless, look, this league is as open as a Wolf of Wall Street stripper. I mean, this is this it's coming, and this league you never know what's gonna happen. I'm very interested to see how these next few weeks are gonna pay out, baby. It's going to be a good one this week. Speaking of this week, uh, what's the game? Speaking of next week, baby, let's get into the previews. It's going to start out. Let's get, the, let's get the boring one out of the way. Nick Strong's taking on the Bricklayers. We're giving the Bricklayers 35 and a half points, and that's a crazy amount of points, especially for Nick Strong, who tends to keep it close with all their opponents, whether they're more talented or less talented. They always kind of seem to be in games that are very close and competitive, but I don't see it happening here. 35 and a half point underdogs with bricklayers. I'm still picking Nick Strong to cover that those points, Greg. Oh, he's thinking about taking the points over there, this guy. Nick Strong's doing it. Nick Strong's doing it. Nick Strong. I believe Nick Strong. I'm gonna stick your brothers will have a good day. TBR Pierce. I think Chris Leak's gonna ball and I think they will do it. Um the bricklayers had a really rough game with the turnovers last week. We're gonna set their we're gonna do a player prop in this one is gonna be the bricklayers team turnovers, and we're gonna set it at 20 and a half. Do you think they're gonna go over or under that total, Greg? I'm personally saying they go over. I'm going under. Bricklayer, do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, okay. I'll slip him a five before the game. All right, 20 and a half. Uh, Greg's going under. I'm going over. Next game, Greg, a little bit more of a better game. We got Redeem Team, 17 and a half point favorites over Scott's Tots. Um, Dante Abate, we're going to go with his combined blocks and steals at five and a half. Um, I'm personally going to go under that total with the Dante Abate player prop, Greg. And then with the game, I'm going to go Redeem Team covering that. I'm going redeem covers, and I am going over. We disagree again, baby. Let's go, Dante. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, Dante's been a defensive stud for a redeem team. I forgot to flip it over to you, Greg. Everyone likes to see me more. Anyways. Man, get, get out of here. No one wants to see Greg. Um, but Dante's been balling on uh, the defensive end lately, Greg. And uh, I think that this was a good one for him to you know, give him a player prop. Shout out to him because he because he does he does it both. You know, a lot of guys are you know steal specialists or block specialists, but Dante really does both at a high level. So um, I just think it's going to be tough against Scott's Tots. It's a very fundamentally sound team. I feel like they take a lot of threes, a lot of mid range. Um, they work the post to Colin Tracy a little bit, but for the most part, I feel like they're a perimeter oriented team, and they're uh, fundamentally sound in a lot of ways too. So I, I think it's going to be tough for Dante this game. Not as easy as it was last week against the Bricklayers, but. Nonetheless, I still see him getting right around the four, four area. Four and a half might might be the might have been the bet I would have taken the over on. But five and a half, I'm going under the five and a half, Greg. But mm -hmm. um run TMC for shocker our next game, Greg. I think this is the this is the game of the week. This is the one everyone's got circled. This is the one you want to see. I want to see the stands loaded up for this one. Anyone who's been associated with the league in the past, guys like Stead and all those guys, dot. I want to see them all in the stands. I, I know that they might not be listening, they might not make it, but 
those are the games you typically see the, the players from the past show up and, and see what's going on because these are the games you like, Greg. Run TMC versus Shocker City. Um, Run TMC is going to be minus one and a half point favorites versus the defending champs. And, uh, Greg, I'm taking the points with Shocker City in this one. This wow. Guy. This guy. baby. I think Run TMC is hot right now. Wow, minus one and a half. Yeah, if you, no, if you want to hear something interesting, Run TMC is doing what Shocker City did last year. They're absolutely running away with the league-leading category. They lead the league in rebounds. They lead the league in offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, three points made, points scored. Run TMC is killing it. Reggie Stewart leads the league in points per game. Will Hudson, Kevin Blake is Kevin 40, Blake. <laughs> This TMC team is in every category. They're doing everything possible. Reggie Stewart leads the league in rebounds, assists, and points. Let me let, let me say that again. Reggie Stewart leads the league in rebounds, assists, and points. This TMC team, I think, is just too hot right now, and I think they're getting shocker at a vulnerable time. I like it. So uh, we'll see what Chris thinks about that in the group chat. Um, but, Greg, for this one, Joey Zaka, the commish. Joey's known for his three-point shooting. All right, Joey can fill it up from three. Joey can get some points up on, under his name, uh, but that's that's not what we're Joey we're, we're setting for Joey this week. All right, it'd be too easy to set the line at like two and a half made threes for Joey Zaka. All right, that'd be too boring. Joey is not a rebounds guy. He's not an assist guy. He's definitely not a block and a steals guy. Um, but we're gonna combine all of those next week into one number, and we're gonna put that number at four and a half. So his rebounds, his assists, his blocks, his steals will all be added up into one total. And will that total go over or under four and a half, Greg? I love the commish, but I just don't see it happening. I'm going under four and a half with that, Greg. I'm going under two. I think he hits four. He hits the four. So you're going, you might you might see the uh the the half point cover. Is that is that what we're seeing here, Greg? Yep. All right. So let's see if that happens. The commish. That's a good one. That's a I got TMC winning. I need Joey to be banging a few threes. I love it. I love it. So uh, once again, guys, Greg's going to keep track of all these. We'll get back to you guys next week with the total on how we're doing in terms of uh, the head-to-head comparisons, Greg. Um, next one, bud, we got Toon Squad versus the Silly Senders. Toon Squad's going to be minus six and a half point favorites versus Silly Senders here. And uh, Believe it or not, Greg, I'm actually going to – I think Toon Squad wins this game. I really do. But I think the Silly Senders are going to make this decently close, and I think the six and a half points is enough for me to pick them here to cover that spread. All right. Uh, I actually – you know what? I was thinking about it. I thought long and hard, and I got <laughs> – Fight of the season! <laughs> It's happening this game. Toon Squad and Silly Senders are throwing down. There will be a somewhat of a scuffle, maybe a brawl. <laughs> Love it. I'm calling it. It's the annual. The annual. Oh, it's the annual fight of the season. Oh, my God. So, originally, guys, we had the player prop in this one was our Former intern Brendan Boucher's three-pointers made at two and a half. But it sounds like Greg just set the new player prop at team brawls and put it at 0.5, and he's going over. He thinks there's going to be at least one team brawl. Um, I'm going to go with the under team brawls for, for Joey's sake and do some uh, PR for the league. No brawls this week. And uh, Toon Squad versus Silly Senders. Uh, Greg, did you make your pick, though, for, for who you oh, got winning this game? I'll go, I'll go squad. and take a two squad with the points. I think with two squad has half. You think they cover? 15-point win, yeah. Two okay. squad win. All right, so Greg. Eden battles ball. And this is why we do the spreads, guys, because even though me and Greg both are on the same page with the two squad win, with the points, I'm picking the senders. Greg's going against the points. So we'll see how that works out. I like how we're disagreeing on that one. And then we got the last game of the week, Greg, the Flint Tropics versus Sports. Look, might not be game of the week with the TMC game of it would be any other week. any other let's say any other week this would be a game of the week right here flint tropics versus sports look and i hope that this is the nightcap if i'm not mistaken greg because i want to be watching this game and this game only um flint tropics are going to be minus three and a half point favorites versus sports look who they're just like yeah you guys gave us the underdog in last week's game and you're giving us it in this week's game hey we're just going to take it we're going to run with it and I think with those with those points, it's like the same thing as last matchup. I think with those points, three and a half, I think it's gonna be a very, very, very close game. 
So it's tough for me to not choose a team that's getting points. So in this case, I'm picking Sportsbook to cover that spread. That doesn't mean I think Sportsbook is necessarily going to win this game because I do really think it's going to be a game that's decided by five points or less. And I think the three and a half as a betting man will give me a, a better chance to cover my spread. Um, but with the Flint Tropics, you, you know, it's tough to bet against these guys, especially outright. But I would never do so outright. Never pick the money line against the Flint Tropics. Stick to the points. I'm taking Sportsbook plus three and a half. Now, look, when I was talking to my Legacy League bookie, he told me everyone in the Trumbull, <laughs> everyone at the Trumbull MGM Graham, he told me, is hammering. <laughs> hammering. <laughs> fight of the season is going to be in this game. He told me everyone's predicting a fight this lock game. Lock of the year? I said the Toon Squad game's locking in. Fight. I think that silly senders are just going to get tired of losing. They're going to throw a cut clapper, and then, you know, it'll be over. But, um... But that being said, I got Flint, baby. Flint Nation is what we do, you know. Let me tell you guys a story. Oh I, was an intern, oh, no. I was an intern, right, in this league. Um, walked in training night. There was a few, a few good writers there, you know, Ryan, Stucky, uh, a random kid. I forget his name. He yeah. never came. Uh, and then there was one bad writer, this guy, this kid, Connor. <laughs> but um, I remember I met the squad, Tyler. Shout out Tyler, Sam, you know, Joe Cat. We miss you. Um, <sighs> this usual. And we went and watched the team play. It was uh, the throne. Shout out Lee and our boys. Um, and this team called the Flint Tropics. And I remember when I saw them, I fell in love right then there. You know, I knew they were my boys. I knew they were the guys. I knew they'd one day win a ship and bring it home. And that's going to be this year. I knew that when I saw that team, it was destiny that Flint will win a ring. And it's happening this year. I'm declaring it. It's coming. We're bringing the ring home. Dude. You're just such a jabroni for not even wearing your shirt. Like, how are you going to have these 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 absolute tangents with the Flint Tropics, not have the Henny out, not have the cigar in your ear, not have hey, a shirt hey, on? After, after a big win against Force Look, I'll be, I'll be informed. I don't celebrate mediocre wins. You have, like, so a they, little bike that some kid drew in art class in your background. Like, you don't even have no, I made that hanging up, dude. Come I on. I made that bike. Look at this! Look at this, guys! Look at this kid's background. This kid doing mom's room or something. That's gonna sell for like eight grand one day. That's weak. That is absolutely weak. Greg Tyler Japs, our guy. We're setting his uh, player prop with personal fouls at four. Is he gonna go under the personal fouls limit at four? Because he just fouled out last week. Oh, he's going over. This game's gonna be very physical. Very physical game. Tyler's probably gonna get ejected. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna go under here. I'm gonna be the PR guy this week and say it's gonna be a clean game. Everyone's gonna play some good basketball. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the under one for for Tyler in this one, Greg. But that's gonna wrap it up for our third episode together here, brother. On the Summer 19 Weekly Rebound Podcast, my man. Is there any final words that you have to say? I know people are done hearing you with your story time, but come on, get get your last words in. Yeah, you know what I can't wait for? Yeah. Fight of the season! Let's go! <laughs> God, Lord help me. Uh, guys, be sure to drop a follow on the podcast on Twitter, at uh, weekly underscore rebound. Tune into the audio, ver- audio version on SoundCloud, and of course, uh, here on YouTube as well, Facebook Live. Or not Facebook Live, Google Hangouts Live. Yikes. Really muffing it up here in the outro. But uh, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.